For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. This is a Zoom call out to the city of butterly love. As Crackamico would put it, I got uh, the host of Do Drag and the Deer Tag, Drew Montana. And uh, that is with Naeem Ali, Rob Cruz, also Bazooka Digital with James Moss, fellow Alabamian. Is that right? Uh, Digital Bazooka, but yeah, same thing. Digital yeah, I said it backwards. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it actually sounds better your way, but yeah. Anyway, dude. So, uh, what is James from Birmingham? Uh, I think so. Somewhere in Bama. Yeah, I couldn't. He's a big Roll Tide guy. Uh, I bet he's happy right now. Yeah, man. I was with him uh, night of the Iron Bowl, and uh, dude, them boys party hard for a Bama win. I got way too drunk. Yeah, that was a big night, man. Uh, I was at work that night. I work at a pizzeria slash uh, craft beer place, uh, which is where the festival is going to be. And uh, immediately after that was over, hammered. <laughs> How close is uh, where you are to Bama? Oh, dude, it's about 30 minutes. It's right on okay. the state line. So what's the – is everyone old Miss out there or Roll Tide? Uh, it's half and half between uh Mississippi State and uh Alabama. Okay, you'll have a couple of Ole Miss, like uh, Ole Miss is uh northern Mississippi, we're kind of like right in the center of Mississippi. Okay, you'll get some uh southern Miss that's Hattiesburg, that's on the south side. I uh, I mean, I'm a Syracuse fan, but past couple of years I've started to like Ole Miss for the SEC just because of uh AJ Brown. Oh, nice. That's my boy. Yeah, so uh, where I'm sitting, dude, uh, Oxford is about like an hour and a half away, so it's not a bad drive. Okay, nice. Which, I mean, it's like Columbus, you got Starkville, you got Tuscaloosa where the tide is. Everything is like two hours away. It's a geographical oddity. Yeah, I think that makes sense because I wanted to say James was from Tuscaloosa, but I think he went to college down there and he's just from Birmingham. Oh, that makes sense. 
Well, dude, like speaking of Syracuse, tell me about the Preble Frog Pool. What is that? It's a it's an event that's been going on since long before I was here, man. It was this thing started in like the sixties. Um, Preble Preble Hotel is not really a hotel. It's just like it, like Butterly said, it's a dive bar with like two rooms above it that people can just kind of get fucked up in and crash at. But uh, they do frog races behind there once a year. And you got you to gotta catch your own frog. Dude, they used to... <clears throat> excuse me. My first year doing it, they used to um, tie weights to the frogs. And they, they would race them with, like, these wooden blocks on their back. That's wild. And then I think, uh, I think Peter kind of shut that down. And now they just catch frogs and race them. So is it like a bullfrog or just any any frog goes? Any any frog, whatever you can get. This year oh, we didn't even uh we didn't even catch any frogs this year. That we went out the day of, we couldn't find anything. And no movement at all. And uh luckily they had some there for sale. So we rented some frogs. Yeah. <laughs> rented it's a, frogs. It's a wild that's event, wild, dude. dude. That that's uh been. that's perfect for uh field tripping. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was perfect for the show. My uh, dude, my dad won the frog pulls back in like the eighties when it was like a big event. So he so always cash prize. No, no, no. It's like a t-shirt. Oh well, <laughs> memorabilia. Yeah, right. But dude, yeah, it's a it's a once in a lifetime, or I guess it's the only place I know of that does some shit like that. So, gotta check it out if you're ever up here. Well, dude, give me the uh, give me the origin story of uh, do rag and the deer tag, man. How did that How did that come to be? Uh, me and Naeem just met doing comedy, and then uh, yeah, we were like, let's start a podcast. Fucking my old neighbor named the show. He was just like, it'd be I I forget what the original name was even supposed to be. We were just like brainstorming names, and he's like, do rag and the deer tag. I was like, that's the one. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's perfect because fucking. I've been hunting. I've never shot a deer. Um, Naeem is black. He doesn't wear do rags, but perfect. Yeah, we we're like fuck it, <laughs> dude. Uh, what part have you been hunting in? I've been uh so I've small game hunted up in New York. Uh, so I grew up like shooting rabbits and shit. Um, I got my small game license and I sh- I went uh, goose hunting once. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I went out deer hunting once with my dad when I turned 16, but we didn't get anything. And then that, that was the only time I went out. He stopped hunting. And then uh, it was just too much. All my boys that hunted, they would get up way too fucking early. So I was like, I'm oh, not you, doing you would, uh, you would, you would really appreciate what we call hunting. Uh, so when I, was gro- when, I, when I was growing up, man, in uh, my grandpa's house, he had a big field out in the back, probably about probably 200 yards back. And so you would walk back to the back, ba- uh, back bathroom and he had a spotlight shining on that field and just throw corn out that evening. And so you turn the game on, you know, NFL, NBA, whatever, whatever's on commercial break. You'd walk back there in the window. If there's anything out there. I right, get the 243. We're about to, we're about to drop it. You shoot out the window. Yeah. Dude, that's so that's funny because I have one of my uh, one of my friends is just like that, dude. We'd be like sitting on the couch smoking a blunt, playing fucking Madden or whatever, and uh, dude, he like 
he had some type of spidey vision where he'd see geese flying through his peripherals. He'd be like, hold on, pause the game and just shoot them out of the fucking air. It was unbelievable. That's wild, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, and that's so funny though. I'm, that's the only other time I've heard of someone like just shooting out the window. Like it's nothing. It's yeah. Fucking, and dude. I mean, like even before that, dude, we had a, we had a, uh, a shooting stand set up overlooking that field at one time, dude. And like, you wouldn't have to get up early. Like we had a pond too, and you could spit on a hook and catch a bass or a brim. And then the same of our deer, like you could be walking up and they would look at you climbing up into the stand and they would just keep eating. Like they were just used to it. And, uh, they are maybe the dumbest animal. Dude, no doubt. Uh, just get on the highway. And I mean, it's like deer in headlights is definitely a thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. I uh, that's like one of my biggest fears. Uh, I mean, growing up in Syracuse, there's so many fucking deer. And uh, I mean, all of my family and friends have hit deer in their cars. And somehow I never have. But I've had so many close calls where like one, I'll just be bending a corner and there'll be one there. Or one will run out. I had one jump over my fucking hood one time and somehow didn't hit it. Yeah, that's impressive. Man, I have uh, the past two vehicles I've owned, uh, deer totaled them both. Yeah, it's brutal, man. Like five thirty six in the morning, headed to work, a little hungover, and just a brown blur just out of nowhere. And it's like you don't got no time to react. It's it's just right. on you. What's it? So what's that like with a dude? I feel like I would swerve off the road. Well, in the in those two particular times, man, like it was, I didn't have time to react. Like I, that both times, it was like a nice buck with a nice rack, right? And it had to be in rut because it was just, it was on a beeline. It was on, I, I never saw it. It just, yeah. air, airbag went off. Uh, it wasn't worth a damn. So the, like the truck cab was just full of smoke and whatever's inside of an airbag. I'm fighting with this steering wheel, trying to roll the window down. It was. It's sucking. I, I'm trying to start a, I'm trying to start a program where uh, deer get pussy more than once a year. So they stop just doing retarded shit. Yeah. And like, we should like, like do if it. You, if you could only fuck in November, you'd run across highways. So, yeah, I mean that's uh, I'd sign the pledge, man. I think uh, I think a lot of people down here would be with it, or just like widen out their seasons where like you don't do it three months out of the year. It's just like an all around event. Yeah, yeah, or that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get uh, seasons for hunting. Fucking I, I, I think it used to make sense. Like we uh, we used to have a lot of rabbits down here, and then you know, like people. We used to have a lot of beavers, and then they would bring alligators down. We had a lot of uh, ra rabbits, so they would bring coyotes down. And y'all got gators? Yeah. Dude, what's the what's the chances of us going gator hunting? Hmm. For, let, me uh, a, let me make a few phone time. calls and see if that's a thing. In April, I wonder if we can get uh, – I wonder if they're in season, or we could just go and not tell anybody, which I guess we're telling people now. But, yeah. Uh, that's one of my biggest uh, biggest goals is to hunt a gator. Uh, just south of here, down in the Delta, dude, they set like the Mississippi record. It was like a fourteen footer. Uh, oh, shit. They they bagged it, so uh, definitely could be a thing, man. We used to uh, we would make our own bows, self bows. Uh, I had a a very interesting cousin. He got into it. He was like reading all these books, and next thing you know, he turned his basement into a place where he would just make bows out of hickory and cherry wood and all kind of different 
trees and uh one summer he invited me over he's like man you want to make a bow and i was like why not yeah fuck yeah and uh i got really involved with these guys that were doing like a lot of night fishing with bows and i showed them my cell phone and they was like you think you could make one and we could attach a reel to it i was like yeah we could do that and then next thing i know i finished that bow up we're we're bow fishing for gators with the bow i made damn didn't see what, any that night like dude i was upset about it yeah holy shit and then like you reel them in and then when you get close you finish them off with a pistol you, you know because they got they got that little sweet spot just yeah. like a pig yeah, dude. No, I watched enough swamp people to think that I can do it. Yeah, I mean, it, if you get out there with one or two guys that know what they're doing, like the safety factor, like I, you would have to be a complete idiot to get hurt. Yeah, and it's definitely like one of the things you would want to be sober for. Like, uh, I tried to bring like a a twelve pack of beer, and I was like, "You don't want to do that." Yeah, no, I don't know. We get party after we get the game, right? Yeah, you don't you don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, what about you and James, man? How did y'all meet? How did the uh, digital bazooka, how did that come to be? Uh, same thing, man. We just met doing comedy. Uh, when, when they moved up from Bama, it was like, I want to say, I don't know. It was like in the, some, sometime during COVID. So like everything was shut down. And, uh, at the time me and Naeem were running like this, I guess you'd call it like an underground show. It was in the basement at Raven Lounge, which is just like a bar in Philly. And uh, my bad, I ate mad meatloaf before this, so I'm burping. Oh, but, good, uh, dude. Brother, I made a five-pound loaf today. It's unbelievable. Yeah, man, you're a cook, ain't you? You like to cook. Freedom. Um, Hell, yeah. But me and me and James just met doing comedy, man. He, he was like, he moved up here to Philly to do comedy, and uh, him and like two other Bama comics. And then everything shut down, and they were like, well, what the fuck? We're here. Yeah. And then, uh, so they were like, they were always down to come out. So me and James got cool when, like, a lot of these Philly comics were fucking pussies, and they were like, yo, do you, are people going to be distanced in there? I was like, brother, everyone in here can fucking suck my dick. We're doing a show. And, yeah, uh, yeah James, me and James got tight. Fucking, we, we were doing prank calls, like, two summers ago and uh we we're just doing them like on my couch fucking around and i remember i i took a video of him doing one on like speakerphone we we're just doing them on our own phones and then we were like bro we should start putting these out and then originally we were gonna just do it as like an album just do like a few that of would them. be sick but then we were like fucking this is fun dude let's just keep doing them so now we're dude now we're like Every week we're like, brother, I have no nobody else to call. I've called everybody. Dude, like That's one of the most memorable ones was when like you immediately went beefing with that chick from Five Below. <laughs> those ones, those ones that, are hard to do. Is that Bruce Springsteen? Can you yeah, turn that trying, can you turn that shit down? down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she uh she wasn't having it. Dude, the the so I loved that one. It I wish I could do that every time. But it's hard to get people that pissed. Most people will just hang up. It's hard to get somebody to be like, wait, who the fuck is this stranger that I'll never see in real life? Nah, you fucking fuck you. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, and Del Calo, uh, Rainey, and Naeem, man, sometimes they'll get the people just to play along. Like, 
when Naeem called at the barbershop and he was like asking about Naeem's daughter. And I was like, this dude's a pedo, dude. Dude, he's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Foster, Ryan Foster might be my Those are good. Because <laughs> he, uh, he's got full fucking cocaine ADHD brain. So, like, he'll he'll ask them 30 questions before they can respond to one of them. And they get so confused and, like, overwhelmed. Yeah, dude, there was a good uh, radio show, show down here. Uh, I think the only radio shows that do it now are, like, uh, the the black radio stations they'll still they'll still do like a prank phone call but like prank phone calls down here syndicated though those aren't uh, they are they are yeah they're like they're like national radio it's not people think yeah. those are local and I'm like Brooke that bitch Carmen is doing this in L A too it is yeah it is Carmen I think yeah yeah that yeah. annoying ass Carmen voice yeah yeah I mean that's like the only one I still know of and so like I think. I think it was you or Naeem on uh, Dad Meet. Y'all had plugged that, and I was like, dude, it's been, like, forever since I've heard a prank phone call. I've got to check this out. What was the uh, – you said there was one in Mississippi, like a local one? I thought, but I think it's going to be where it's syndicated, like what you're thinking about. Because I've, think I've got a coworker, and, uh, I mean, he's he's listening to uh, – and it has to be syndicated, I guess, but he's listening to uh, his favorite rap station, and uh, – he'll pick me up in his work truck. Sometimes we'll ride around and listen to it when they're doing the prank phone calls, but that's about as far as it goes. That's about all I know. Those ones, uh, unfortunately, I don't know how true this is, but I think a lot of those are like completely fake where like, obviously the bitch Carmen is a character, Mm -hmm. but the people on the other line, I think are also voice actors in most of the case. Cause there's, there's these dudes that'll post in like the Philly comedy Facebook group be like, Hey, you want to take uh prank calls for fucking, it's like $20 a call or some shit. Ah, yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. Y'all the only real ones out there. Shout out to it. <laughs> we're trying to, man. We, we try, um, dude, it's crazy. Cause prank calls are illegal and like in PA they're illegal as hell. So like we got a call from like numbers that are in, other places um we got to travel to those other places but and then yeah we can't call anyone in pa either unless it's like our friend we'll call like ryan foster once a week and just fuck with him but but like businesses you can't uh it's like third party recording or some shit Mm -hmm. yeah you'll get a get jammed up real quick i think uh, we were like in fifth or sixth grade man we had gotten into prank phone calls and uh my dumbass cousin uh placed a bomb threat on a business and uh that that came back because we were doing it on the landline and uh he almost got into some trouble over that shit we used to um we used to call this fucking chinese restaurant in my town there was one chinese restaurant in my town and we prank called them fucking ruthlessly it was like when all my boys got cell phones in like seventh eighth grade oh yeah Dude, we would just go to the bathroom at lunch and just prank call this Chinese restaurant all day. And I remember one of my friends called in a bomb threat to him. And, uh, dude, luckily, like, it was to the point where they expected prank calls. So we were like, oh, there's a bomb in your thing. And they were like, oh, yeah, there's a bomb in your thing. And they just, like, they were freaking out back at us. But, yeah, luckily, nothing came from that. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, man, how'd you... uh? come across snake churches what was that fascination how did i i think that was just youtube 
I just like YouTube rabbit holes. Fuck algorithm. Yeah, dude, because I'm a, I'm a big uh, cult guy. And then so I, I honestly don't know how I found it. It was just like one video. The the first one I saw was the dude Cody Coots. I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah, very. He's the man. Were you the one that was telling me you know that guy? We, well, I was going to tell you is like, so it's a podcast called Alabama Astronaut. And it's it's by my buddy, A. Partridge. And Cody Coots is a part of that podcast. Really? That was... Yeah, and it just so happened when Abe was a pastor of in that town in Kentucky, he had come across uh, Cody's dad, who was killed by a snake bite. Right. And he was his I, uncle, brother, grandpa, every other yeah. family member he's ever known. Yeah. And uh like and I mean Cody and his wife both are like phenomenal musicians. And so like the podcast, it is like going to these different snake churches, but it's not about the religion. Abe wanted to record their music. It was almost like what Fat Possum did uh, you know, with, with the blues, was trying to record right. all these hill country blues guys. He's trying to get the snake handler uh music out. But all that started because of uh a song that got written, it was called a uh, brush Arbor by a guy named Will Stewart from Birmingham. And he had read a book called salvation on the sand mountain. It's by Dennis Covington. And he was a wartime journalist. And when he got back from Iraq, I think at this time he was writing for the New York times and they sent him out to uh, do journalism on a murder that had taken place in sand mountain, Alabama of uh, the, the dude had held the pistol to his wife's head and told her you're going to stick your arm down in this aquarium full of pit vipers uh, because she was trying to leave him and he, he wasn't having it. So like, and, <laughs> and in that book, he wasn't like, having it. It's so funny. Yeah. He's like, you're not leaving. And uh, yeah. so the podcast Alabama astronaut, it clears his name. Uh, cause like all the, all the members of his church, cause he was a pastor of a snake handling church in Sand Mountain. They were all like telling the real story because they knew him. And they were also like telling the real story about her as well. They was like, everything is not as it seems, which it what rarely was, is real story. Well, she was like trying to leave and, uh, she had him, she had another guy in mind. And, uh, I think he did. Uh, hold a gun to her head. Uh, so, so it was exactly as it seems. But <laughs> but that there's a twist. I would have to go back and listen to the the episode, like when they're going back and through the old files and trying to find the story. But uh, something made it to where it, he could have been exonerated. Like it wasn't it wasn't completely on him. But right. he grew up he grew up bad, dude. Like uh. Not only was he a snake handler preacher, but he was also like making his money in the underground boxing scene. He was like a badass. Damn. Yeah, a lot of those dudes from from uh, what I saw, a lot of those dudes are uh, like something led them there. You know what I mean? Whether it was yep. like family and they came up in it most of the time, but a lot of them are like re uh, like reformed drug addicts or uh, mm -hmm. they had some type of crazy shit going on. And, and a, dude, a lot of them are old like. They're old time rock and rollers too. Their music yeah. is like it's it's rock as fuck, dude. Dude, if you're if you're religious and you need some type of adrenaline, what better way? I mean, yeah, I mean they're they're handling pit vipers of like 
Abe tells a story of one of the churches that he went to, to where like the keyboard player had like, uh, I guess a candle set underneath his feet and he would, he would hold his toes over the fire while he was playing. And then, and they're, they're drinking strychnine, which is rat poison. And like, I've, I've read some accounts where they would even drink battery acid. Wait, so was it you that was telling me that you knew Cody? Like, I know, on Instagram? I know Cody through Abe. So, because somebody else, I think someone else was telling me, or it might have been you, was telling me we could go to Snake Church. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. All right, then that was yeah. And and it and it it's not like they're not gonna make you sit up front. Like if you go well, to yeah, a snake, really if, we were talking about if you go yeah. to a snake church, you're gonna you're gonna sit in the back, and like. You're not in any danger, and like if you feel uncomfortable, you know it's not like they lock the doors and you're in, you know. Right now, could I could I preach if I prepared a sermon? Uh, they're not going to think I'm, of you as they're not going to think of you as a brother. They probably probably won't let you join in on the service. Because my, my understanding of it was that there's only so many, uh, there's so many preachers, obviously, but there's so many there's only so many places for them to spread the good word. So they have to travel. This one dude said he has to travel like fucking seven hours and he waits in line for these other preachers to get done their shit. So that is he's the thing. Be there and it's, he's like 10 hours into a service and then he's like, all right, it's my turn. So that you don't think get like the 12th, 13th hour? I wonder, dude, like it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. I'm going to prepare a service. Dude, if if you have got to walk in there with like a video or a, a recorder in your pocket, I would love to hear that. That would be Patreon material right there. There you go. (laughs) It's a poisonous frog. (laughs) Damn, that would be crazy, man. I do want to. Yeah, obviously, if I went, I wouldn't fucking try and wild out. Like, I would respect their thing. That's that'd be fucking sick to experience. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like anything else, dude. I've. Black church is uh it's a great experience. Uh Did, and I'm I imagine like this would this would be like black church on like on a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do they still do it in Mississippi? No, not that I'm aware of. Uh closest church, is I mean, uh yeah. Oh hell yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh hell yeah. They do uh, snake church stuff? No. North Alabama. Yeah, that's what all right. Yeah, because I thought it was only like North Alabama, like Tennessee and West Virginia. And Kentucky. Yeah, 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 Kentucky. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll have to take a trip. Yeah, dude, but I think Coots is uh, – I think he's in West Virginia now. He doesn't preach anymore, but uh, he's he's still around. Damn, that's sad, man. So who took over the, the Coots dynasty? I have no idea. I've – in the interview, the most recent interview I've heard, I think Abe was the one that done it, uh, was after the snake bite that almost killed him, uh, he quit preaching after that. Uh, but he'll, he'll still handle a snake. He was like, I, I never felt like I was called to be a preacher, but he said, I'm, I'm just going to focus on the music and everything else around it. He said, I'm not preaching. Interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I – interesting guy but you know it's like anything oh, else i mean it, w- it would be like trying to i don't know trying to get in with the amish i think that would be an experience yeah i don't think they'd like me very much either i think i got a better chance at a snake church probably amish would be pissed i'd be on my phone too much 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, wear long sleeves. Uh, don't chew gum, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I don't chew gum. Wear some long sleeves. Do they fuck? Do the Amish get pussy? I don't know about the Amish. Oh, we're talking snake church again. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I guess they're both kind of the same. Well, they have to, man. They're 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 procreating. Yeah. But I wonder if they're big on like premarital. I don't know. Dude, I, I ask them either. That's the sad part. I think everybody in the South, dude, their first boob probably was at church camp. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. No, I guess. And it's usually the pastor's daughter. I never it was never pastor's daughter. Cause I went to Catholic uh Catholic church. So it was uh they never had kids. But it we definitely uh I got jerked off at a church camp. See? That was fun. It happens. <laughs> I think first boob was it was either church camp or uh like school overnight field trip type thing. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn times, um, dude. Yeah, and the church lock-ins that it'll happen. Some it'll be like a two thirty-three in the morning when everybody's in the bed. There's a meetup. That's what I'm saying. I think it was one of those. I got blessed with a few uh, spin the bottle boob grabs back in the day, and I'll fucking I'll never forget those bros. Just dudes that spun the bottle, and they were like, "Drew, I dare you to fucking grab Amber's tits," and I was like, "Thank you, brother." Bet <laughs> you could have done anything else. Yeah, that's one for the homies right there. Yeah, shout out to my boy Jake, dude. Oh, dude. Uh, also, we had a uh, on this pond I was telling you about. We built a floating pier, and on that floating pier, we put a diving board. And uh, that was about the second or third boob. She uh, she belted off in the water, and when she popped up, she didn't realize everything was exposed. And I was like, "That's all right with me. <laughs> Good deal. It's always all right." <laughs> yeah, dude. They're- Damn. I mean, it makes me feel like a pedophile thinking back on it now because I, I still have very visual memories of just boobs I saw when I was like 15. Yeah. But they were incredible. Well, dude, they're they're in their 30s now. It's fine. Yeah, true. Yeah, they're all married. They don't want me talking about it on podcasts. It's sick. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's been a couple times where uh, we were talking about this on Durag the other day. Like, we always forget because when we started it, like, fucking... Nobody listened at all. So it's like crazy that anyone does now. And we always forget that people listen. So we'll just like name drop people that we knew from high school and tell these wild stories. And then they'll just DM us and be like, dude, what the fuck? Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, my bad, dude. I completely forgot. Yeah, man, it's uh, that's behind the paywall or uh, man, like anytime that happens on here, I try to do some kind of a clap, like give me some kind of a audio readers be like hey focus in on this part uh if you yeah. might want to take this out just for i'm just i'm just somebody trying to say uh, i try and stop saying last names that's that's hard but i'm getting better at it yeah just shorten the name a little bit yeah it's ridiculous man what do you has uh has the dink thing come across your algorithms what is it the dinks the double the dual income no kids so they're they're married they're living together but no kids in the plan and so like their whole thing is they're making like these 
one minute videos of a day in their life trying to dunk on people who are having kids. Okay. I was like, y'all are like one who's going to take care of y'all when y'all old. Cause one of y'all is going to die first. Right. And then two is like, I bet y'all's mom and dad ain't too happy because you're killing off the bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It sucks. Cause, uh, when I was younger, I was like convinced I didn't want kids. Now the older I'm getting. I'm- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like, it's exactly those two things. I'm like... The biological fuck. clock, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so it's got to happen eventually, but uh, I didn't. I didn't know they were called dinks. Yeah, I like and, that. Uh, yeah, they just made them a little acronym. But dude, I'm telling you, I think with most of these, I would love to track those people. And I, you, I bet you would find that the dude is the one that leaves, because like he's good. He can still shoot a. He can still shoot a good shot in his fifties. Her clock's yeah. running. Yeah. That's a, I don't know. That's a thing that like a lot of women are getting not confused about, but like the wrong impression because uh, there's like these famous bitches having kids into their forties, like mid forties. And they're like, see, she did it. And I'm like, well, she probably has the best doctors in the world. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to take that chance. Probably froze her eggs or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing too. If I, if I'm going to fucking, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be committed to the idea of it. So if we're just fucking losing them, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see it sometime. Huh? You got kids? No, I don't, man. Not yet. Uh, definitely, definitely in the future. That is a plan. But, uh, I mean, you'll see it like with some of the celebrities from time to time, like a Jennifer Aniston, like, uh, it was earlier this year. Like it just dawned on her how old she was. And like, Oh, I don't have any kids. Damn. You know, it's like this thought you should have had 20 years ago. Just finally. Oh, there it is. I I didn't do this thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, it it sucks for somebody like her because she probably had this idea of like, I am the hottest bitch in the world. I'm going to or not really. But like, according to fucking whatever magazine, according to Adam Sandler. Yeah. But, like, she's like, I'm going to keep this pussy fresh forever. And then you turn, like, 55, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. That That's whole the, thing with, the hard uh, part about being hot, man. The whole thing about Chandler was pretty wild. What happened to him? Like, he went out on in the hot tub, right? Did he? Yeah. Or maybe, he, maybe he was offed. I didn't hear about this. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, uh, was it if you have heart conditions, you ain't supposed to get in there, but it seemed like, uh, what I think I went back on his Instagram. He said if he ever starts talking like Batman, that it's about to be over. And like his last few posts before he went out, it was all Batman. He was doing Batman, yeah. He was like, uh, the bat signal, he was doing all kind of wild shit. I mean, it's, it's still on his Instagram, you'd have to check it out. <laughs> 
I might have to. I'll take a deep dive into it. Yeah, it's like like, everything's a conspiracy, man. And it was a fun little thing I dove off into for about, I don't know, a lunch break or two. Yeah, the idea of uh, some secret society member offing Chandler from Friends is pretty funny. Oh, you already saw it. They made a whole thing. Like, they they took uh, the Friends logo that had, you know, F period, R period. And then above that, they put demons and, like, and his his little dot and his letter was missing. It's like, see, it all adds up. And I was like, man, go to bed. <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the conspiracies were so much more fun before, like Reddit. And I mean, I, I kind of grew up with the Internet, but I was never like they never took over the Internet how they did now. But like when you could just make them up with your boys, it was fun. Yeah, uh, pre-internet, dude. It's like I think that's like with Joe Biden or some older people. Even it's like they forget that the internet exists, and like they'll say something that they did in their past, and like it's a simple Google search, dude. You didn't do that. Yeah, that's hard. It's it's hard to get away. It's hard to get away with shit now. That is my favorite thing about Biden. He's like (laughs) fucking all-time leading receiver at whatever college. You're like, yeah, ah, you actually didn't even play football. I graduated top of my class at Penn. Well, it says here that you were at the very bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy rules, dude. He's he's going to win again. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Probably. His uh his corporal corpse or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, I'm more excited for the next 4 years that he gets cuz uh I mean they're going to have to clone him. And that's going to be sick. Well, I mean, that's my other favorite conspiracy is like you'll see them like comparing images of him from like 20 years ago to now. And I was like, you know, like when you do the uh, the face surgeries, they pull back from the ears and all that. So your your ears and some of your features are going to look different. Yeah. Like, and then like the, some people believe it's a mask. And I was like, whatever, guys. I I <laughs> hope he's a full blown robot, honestly. That would be pretty dope. It would be like, what is that? We are humans to where like the little alien is sitting inside the head with a controller. <laughs> yeah, just the idea of a fucking this some uh some like twelve year old driving Biden like he's a RC car. Yeah, dude, he's like a drone drone presidents. Yeah, the drone president. But what's that great r- is every time some dirt gets spilled about his son, like there's a new found thing about aliens. It's like, oh, did yeah. you see this latest thing about UFOs? I was like, Hunter must have fucked up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, it, it's very cool to, like, just have that power to brush everything under the rug. It's it's kind of respectable where you're like, yeah, for, for, like, 12 hours, people are like, they found Coke in the White House. And then they're yeah. like, I don't know. No, they didn't. There was aliens. Oh, dude, that was there from the last administration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone must have left that. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Oh, uh, what about movies, man? What, what's the last good comedy you've seen? Hubie Halloween, brother. Yeah, that's about it. It's fucking. It's like Jackass and Hubie Halloween are it. I was talking to Ben uh, Ben Stav about this the other day. They're like, the I think the last funny movie I've actually seen. Like, Hubie Halloween was, like, ironically funny. 
Dude, the, um, the best parts was when he was on his bicycle and there was like random shit flying at him. It was like fucking washing machines flying at him and yeah. shit. And like, yeah, hilarious. That and his canteen made me laugh every time. It was when the canteen it, turned into like a shovel or like an, another thing. I was like, this rules. He had a grappling hook on that thing, dude. He was Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, every hook. time his mom came on the screen, like she had a wacky ass t shirt on. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Hubie Halloween did rule. I thought Jackass 4 was funny. It wasn't like the old ones, but it still made me laugh. What'd you make of Jackass 5 with Steve O's stand up? I'm good. I saw that shit live, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah, biggest mistake I ever made in my life, dude. We went and watched it at the singer down in Mobile. And uh so he comes on, he had one of the he had the I keep press Presley, the, the fat guy from Jackass. Yeah. Uh, he came out in the open. He fucking bombed. And, uh, well, if you want to call it that. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah. And then he comes out and his whole thing is like, oh, here's this one time I did this. And by the way, it was too gross for jackass. Here's me getting a vasectomy and riding a horse home bare ass. Yeah. Or here's me like, uh, jumping out of an airplane, jacking off. And I was like, yeah. like, these are things I never wanted to fucking see, dude. Yeah. The whole thing is just him bombing from what I saw. It's him bombing for 10 minutes. Then he leaves the stage and mm-hmm. plays a video of like him fucking playing with shit. And then he walks yeah. back out. And he's like, that was the, the fucking turd toss, man. Here's yeah. another story. It's like all hacky, bad joke. It's crazy. But yeah, it was dog I'm shit. Happy dude. That, I'm happy that he did it and it's over. And now he won't be on any podcasts for a while. But yeah yeah but yeah and i'm glad he's like cleaned up or sober or whatever like i think his voice is kind of funny but other than that uh yeah dude but check this out he gave a warning right when he stood up he was like we were in birmingham last night and three people passed out so if you get the feeling squeamish or if you see someone besides you go out raise your hand so we can make sure that person is all right and it happened during um two people passed out during the uh you remember the trank to where he was getting tranquilized and trying That's to run? Right. Oh, he got the needle in his back? Yeah. They were passing out yeah. over that, dude. That was gnarly. I didn't, I didn't like that one either. Dude, yeah, I, didn't, I mean, honestly, I didn't like any of it. But. No, I mean, I, one thing I didn't have on my bucket list to ever see was, like, watch someone else get a vasectomy. Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. Literally. But I, I didn't need to see that one. I. So outside of Jackass, the last like funny, like scripted comedy movie I saw was um I think it was like 2016, 2017. I was the, gonna go back before that, dude. I I'm like sitting at like 2010. Yeah, I mean, so there was one there was one that got through in like 2016. And then before that, it's like the other guys and that's like, where I was at. The other guys. Yeah. Dude, so there's one that snuck through. Let me look up when it's from. Um, who's the guy from fucking? Who's Andy from The Office? Oh yeah, are you talking about we're the Millers? No, no, because um, that was okay, dog 20, shit. Twenty fifteen vacation. Oh, I haven't seen that. It was a it was a National Lampoon like spinoff. Um, that movie made me laugh hard a couple times. That's that one's funny. Yeah, I can't think of that cat's name, but I can see his. I can see his 
him in the office. In the office. Or um, from Hangover too. Doctor yep. Doctor Faggot. Yeah, yeah, he was a dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stu. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, check that movie out. That was the last one that like snuck through for me. I was but, always banking on them like using Tropic Thunder. What was Tom Cruise's character, Lex Grossman? Do you yeah. remember that they were talking about like making a spinoff film like focused on him? And I was like, if you do that, I would watch it. Yeah, I think Tom Cruise got uh fucking out of his mind, but I don't know. I mean, he he was out of his mind when he did it, so and he still can act his ass off. Well, I mean, everybody was out of their mind, dude. I remember watching that in theaters. Yeah, and right true, when, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface. Yeah, you can't. I mean, they've like continually going after Ben Stiller, trying to like. I'm glad I got a physical copy of that movie. It's like. Uh, y- y'all need to remove this movie. This doesn't need to exist. Blackface. Da, 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 da. And I was like, man, I remember being in the theater and right when the previews were open, here come a preview for something called booty sweat and bust a nut. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, and then, well, you had, then you had the farties. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget that. Cause I think up until the farties, I still thought it was like all real. I was like, what the hell is happening? And then it was whatever the one was after that, where I was like, okay, they got me. Yeah. Tugs. Yeah. I remember who thinking, left I remember the fridge open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking booty sweat was coming soon. I was like, what the fuck? It's a new energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> Busting ass open. <laughs> That's so funny. I never thought about that till now, but I, for a good, like 10 minutes, I was like, huh, booty sweat hitting shelf soon. Dude, I was like uh, 16 or 17 in the theaters when that happened. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought four locos were getting banned. How are they going to get away with this? Booty sweat. There was a, <laughs> I mean, this is like 2011, 2012, maybe. No, probably 2011. Uh, Your Highness. That always makes me laugh. Yeah. Very That's underrated good. comedy. Some of those didn't. Some of those didn't add up. Of, I'm trying to think. It's like some comedies I originally tried to go back and watch, and I just cut off. Of, like, uh, some some of the older Steve Carell's, like uh, with I think it was with Paul Rudd. Was it Dinner for Schmucks? It had a, it had Zach Galifianakis in it. It held up. Did it? I thought it was all right. I got to rewatch it. I guess I remember watching it back then, and I think that was like. To me, that was like the the start of the fall off. That was the last. That was a death growl or whatever. <laughs> not not that one specifically, but like I remember around the time that came out, it was like that and uh, fucking, I don't know. I got that. There was 50, a few other fifty fifty year old virgin. I like forty year old virgin. Oh, forty year old. That's it. Um, Grandma's boy. Not get hard. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man, they're they're falling off though. They got to get fucking get something going. I don't know what the answer is, but well, I think it's like I mean, similar to what y'all have going on now. Of man, props to all y'all. I think the Philly comic scene is is the best in the nation. Uh, but I, I think it takes people like y'all just to maybe that should be a Patreon go write a script, make your own movie, dude. That would oh. You might be right. That would be so fun to make a movie with the bros. Yeah. And dude, I mean, tell me if you didn't set that as a Patreon go, like 
man, I would be in on that damn thing so quick. Because I mean, I, I think everybody's right everybody's starving for a good comedy. Yeah, I'm writing that down right now. Do it. So uh, you know Ryan Long and Danny Polish Chuck. You familiar with those I know, guys? I know Danny. I know both of them, like of them, but I know Danny. Uh, like I've done shows with him. But uh, I think back when they were in Canada, like they had a, uh, and this I think this was back when comedy was still legal on TV in Canada. Like they had TV deals to where they were doing, it. and I've heard, you know, both of them talking about how it, it kind of it it just died. And every time they would they would write a script and they would give it to the station and then they would finally look it over. And it was like, yeah, we'll do it. And they was like, well, that's too bad, because like what was funny about this, the culture has already moved on. So right. you got you got to move and you got to move quick. Yeah. Yeah, that is the hard part about it is like, especially if you're going to do uh, topical references, like you got to get that shit out within at least a I'd say like six months to a year at most. Oh, camera. Oh, shit, dude. Hey, it's, it's in here. Hang on just a second. Here you go, man. It's on the, it's, it's on the stand, dude. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I could totally see that. And like, I think the idea hit me when Butterly started doing field tripping, dude. I was like, this is a great show. This this works. But I was like, this is actually something that should have been on like an MTV. Like I would have watched this show. And it's crazy. Right. Like we have all these Patreon shows, even like some of it being slowly released on uh, on YouTube, like uh, what Lil Stinkers did, like when they went down to Florida looking for Casey Anthony. That shit yeah. was wild. Yeah. Dude, it, it. So my thing with that is like I actually uh, this past two years i acted in a couple things and fucking dude i loved it but uh i like doing like some background shit or like some not main character stuff if i'm doing main character stuff though i want to write it um or at least just have like more interest in like what i'm saying you know what i mean but also at the same time it's hard to um writing scripts is a whole fucking whole different thing man Hell yeah, it is. But dude, I mean, think it like you got Rob and Naeem, man. Y'all three together, yeah. I'm sure y'all could come up with some shit. Yeah. And then you got Danny Dubs. I mean, that dude is a beast. That motherfucker is un unstoppable. That'd be cool, man. No, you got me thinking now. I'm a uh, yeah. What about uh what are you listening to, man? Like as far as music, you uh you like music, you into it? Are you careful about what you put in your head? No, nah, not at all, man. I probably should be. I listen to fucking the most ignorant rap uh, that I can find. Fucking, it's fun. I grew up listening to a lot of hip hop. Um, I, I went through like stages. I listened to like some alternative shit, um, like Rise Against, fucking Shiny Toy Guns, those type dudes. Thank God for uh, Tony Hall, dude. Facts. But, um, and then I listened to, like, hip-hop through, like, most of high school and college. But, like, recently in the past two years, I'm starting to get into, like, I guess a lot of the shit that I missed. Um, even, like, music that my parents would listen to. I'm trying to think what. Let me look what I've been listening to lately. There's a couple people that, uh, like, Steely Dan. Like, everyone's heard of Steely Dan. Oh, yeah. But, like, to me, this is brand new. So, I'm like, this guy fucking rules. 
Steely Dan's badass, dude. Like, uh, and a lot of times these people won't hit you until they pass. Like, I was just getting into uh, John Prine, and then over the COVID bullshit, he passed away. And I was like, I was just getting ready to try to go see you live, dude. What the fuck? Damn. Do you listen to um to Coulter Wall? Oh hell yeah, Coulter Wall rules. Um, this one's kind of gay, but I fuck with it. Florence and the Machine. Not gay. That's fucking rocking. That bitch fucking that bitch rocked so hard, dude. You know what I've been getting into is uh watching videos of big concerts. That gets me pumped. Yeah. Like dudes that are uh and it, it always like impresses me more when I find out how old they are. Like there's a video of uh Florence and the Machine doing fucking dog days are over in like two thousand eight, like when it came out. And they're in front of probably 60 70,000 people it's mm-hmm. pouring rain and uh dude she's fucking she's going nuts and then you come to find out she was like 23 when that shit happened you're like how like the crowd control on that is insane um, yeah even um i mean these they weren't as young but fucking the video of uh limp biscuit doing break stuff at woodstock 99 people are talking like, about shit fest People, yeah, people are like surfing on these big ass pieces of plywood. Like it's crazy. That was arguably like I watched that documentary. That DMX show seemed like that was as hard as he ever went. That's another one, dude. Yeah, I remember seeing that for the first time, and uh, somebody somebody said uh, DMX was performing for the whole country of Africa, and I saw that video and I believed it. I was like, that's so many fucking people. Holy shit! Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that whole documentary it got so out of control, especially like uh like they thought it was mud that turned out to be human shit. And I was like, damn, dude. I and we have say. a we have a similar festival. It's Bill Street Music Festival. They call it Memphis in May. And uh it takes place like right off the Mississippi River, end of April, beginning of May. It always rains. And so like people who are wise about it, like first time we went, we didn't know any better. And so we're out there, tennis shoes, flip-flops, whatever else. And then you start looking around, and everybody's got on, like, water boots, rain suits. I was like, dude, the sun's out. What the fuck are they doing? And then about an hour or two later, here comes a storm cloud rolling in. And you look down, dude, and you're, like, halfway up your shin in mud. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those (laughs) uh, those are some of the best concerts, though, honestly. You get a nice rain show. If yeah. you're like prepared for it, that shit can be very fun. Obviously, not if there's human shit on the ground, but we didn't have that there, at least that I was aware of. But uh, yeah, I saw a lot of great shows out there. I went three times. Last time I went would be the last. But you talk about like old performers, man. Uh, which I don't think Keith Richards and any of the Stones will ever die. But uh, the Chili Peppers, man, like those. those yeah, and Will Ferrell's brother Chad Smith back there drumming. Impressive how much they look alike. He drums for Chili Peppers. Chad Smith, that dude looks just like Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. Are yeah. they? Uh, they're not actually brothers, though. No, dude, but they could pass so yeah. easy. Uh, you could have told me they were actually brothers. I'd be like, holy shit! I'd start telling people. <laughs> Crazy Will Will Ferrell's brother. Could have told me Will Smith's brother drums for the Chili Peppers, and I probably would have believed that. Yeah, that sucks about him, dude. I hate that for him. What being gay? 
Uh, well, just how everything just kind of went down for him. Uh, the slap hurt around the world that never needed to happen. I do Jay- feel bad for him, man. I, Will Smith's somebody that, like, I used to think of Will Smith as a fucking hero, dude. Yeah, he was the Fresh biggest Brains. action star, like, Fresh period. Brains, all those movies. He I mean, he's, a- he saved the day on Independence Day, man, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, man, it sucks. Especially all this shit coming out now. People are saying he's gay. I'm like, maybe yeah. he is. Dude, but Dwight Howard at that? What Jesus the Christ, f- man. Yeah. Mm, that's tough. Tough look. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, if Dwight Howard's clapping your cheeks, that's a bad look. I don't even know if you could call that clapping, dude. He might as well be playing for the Thunder at that point. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, dude, Dwight Howard's a wild boy. Well, dude, uh, let me uh, – I got a couple more questions to you, dude. I appreciate your time. Uh, yeah. We got uh, – won't be long, and college basketball is going to be on everybody's minds. What are you thinking about the uh, the Big Orange? Uh, Not happy about it, dude. I mean, they won yesterday, but uh... – I don't know. They're not. They're not looking as good as I thought they would. I don't get it, man. We used to be a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, yeah I I could go on for days, but it's like the the two three zone kind of ruined it because a lot of these like top recruits were like, "Well, I'm not going to learn how to play defense that won't translate to the NBA." And then most most Syracuse players that make it to the NBA, other than Melo, they don't do shit. So. I think a lot of them saw that and they were like, "Nope." But I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Autry brings it back. I mean, this year it's kind of up in the air. It's his first year. They got uh, they got a bunch of recruits coming in next year that I'm kind of hype on. But I mean, those are freshmen, so you know how that goes. We'll see. Yeah. The the, the future of the whole thing is riding on uh Kai and Anthony. We need we need Carmelo's son to come in twenty twenty five. If we get him, then we're back in business. Dude, there's something about Nick Saban down here. Like the last thing that has to pick up for us is Alabama's uh, baseball program. But man, our our basketball has come a long way. Not to not to any level that I would say. Like, dude, like, I remember the Syracuse of old that you're talking about. I mean, I remember. Late nineties, two thousands, man. Syracuse ruled. Yeah, even even uh like twenty tens up to like twenty fourteen, they were like cons- consistently a top twenty five team, like a number two, number three seed in the tournament, and then yeah, just mm-hmm. all fell off. But I mean, dude, no, Bama, Bama's got a real, real good team. Um, yeah, dude, well put together, great coach. I was a I became a kind of a Bama basketball fan the uh, Colin Sexton years that that game where he yeah. went five was that was like one of the craziest things I've ever seen in sports history and he almost won that shit is basketball your main sport are you you like football and basketball equally I'd say watching watching wise it's definitely basketball um, you like in person or on TV better. Probably in person for basketball. I like watching football more on TV. I'm the but. same way, dude. When I was living down in Mobile, we were uh, season ticket holders back when – well, they, they still are. But uh, this was back when uh, 
the brow. Anthony Davis was down in uh, New Orleans, and they were dog shit. Yeah, and, uh, we we got season tickets, dude. I mean, and we were up there like we would go watch fifteen thirty games a season, and just oh, sell yeah. sell the rest and make the money back. Yeah, why not? It's uh, yeah, basketball is one of those sports. It's so much better live. I remember because growing up in Syracuse, that's all we got is Cuse basketball. So like, fucking yeah, I could go on for days about like those early two thousand or like, I guess like two thousand like three to like twenty ten era. Um, even after that, like I remember we had season tickets when Deion Waiters was there. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, cool, dude. We'll have to dial that in. Oh. Man, plug uh, Do-Rag and the Deer Tag and Digital Bazooka. Uh, plug the Patreon, man. How can people support y'all? Uh, yeah, I mean, right there, dude. It's, it's, that's all on Instagram, just at Do-Rag and the Deer Tag, at Digital Bazooka, um, and then Patreon.com slash Do-Rag and the Deer Tag. Try and make and that. And everybody listening out there at home, dude, I am hoping for Porch Fest, April 12th and 13th. Um. I'm looking at everything now, getting everything lined out. I'm hoping to have Do-Rag and Deer Tag down here in Mississippi for all of y'all. So come on. It's a free show. Uh, the beer and the food is not free, but uh, you get in for free. <laughs> Dude, that, that shit's going to be so fun. I, I really hope that happens. And uh, 100%, if it does, we're going gator hunting. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm thanks out. for bringing that back up. Yeah, we'll make it happen, man. I'll make some connections on that. I got a guy, so to speak. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, Drew, man, thank you so much for your time, man. Dude, thank you, brother. This was fun. Right on, dude. Hell yeah, man. There are some things in this old world that I can't understand But there's one thing I surely know I'm guided by his hand I'll do the signs of Mark 16 just like he told me to And it's alright with me, Lord, if it's alright with you I'll speak in tongues, heal the sick and cast the devil out I'll take up serpents, strength and poison, dance and sing and shout. I believe in the word of Jesus Christ just like he told me to. And it's alright with me, Lord, if it's alright with you. They call me a Jesus only and turn their backs on me. But I believe in one God only, that's all that I can read. I've been baptized in Jesus' name just like you told me to. And it's alright with me, Lord, if it's alright with you. I'll speak in tongues, heal the sick, and cast the devil out. I'll take up serpents, drink the poison, dance and sing and shout. I believe in the word of Jesus Christ just like you told me to. And it's all right with me, Lord, if it's all right with you.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.